Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to non-fiction. I'm your comic book culture host, Michael Maurer, joined by the scientific scholar, Ben Anderson, and special guest. Is he going to say it? Just say your name. Bubba Weeps. Yeah! Bubba Weeps here! I know we, 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 we... We tantal. Dang it! The 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 Greek myth for uh, tantalizing. Is it just tantalize? Titillated. No. Ah. We the guy who's in a in a pool of water, but every time he reaches down to scoop the water, it it, it goes away from him, and then there's a hanging fruit, and every time he reaches for the fruit, tantalus. Yes. Ah. We treated oh. our fans like tantalus, and we teased. That Bubba Wheat was going to be on the show, and lo and behold, we actually came through with something. Holy hell, we actually have a special guest on the show, and it's been like months since our last guest, which I think was Grant from who knows when. Yeah. Goodness. Grant's going to be back, too. I want him on the Doctor Strange show. Okay. Anyway, read the blue. Oh, yes. SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week we continue our journey, exploring our favorite subject, superhero movies. Every fan sees the movie differently, so we gather a panel of amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the movie. Whether it's money, comics, music, science, or popsicles, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode. What's the torch for? 2,000 degrees, Mick. Enough to turn steel into butter. won't hurt at first. It's uh, too hot, you see. The flame sears the nerve and it's shut, killing them. You go into shock and all you feel is cold. Isn't science fun, Mickey? Ah! Oh, I don't know shit! You'll smell burning meat, and then, then it'll hurt. I swear I'm telling the truth! Ah! 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 Son of a bitch! Ah! 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 Should we call the police? Let's stay out of it. He's a very scary man. He's killing someone, and we're next. Exactly. No, no, wait, wait. Smell that, Mick? I'm burning off some of your fat. I'll tell you anything, 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 anything you want to know. That's a good boy. Okay. The Punisher, two thousand four. And yes, there will be spoilers. Ooh, coming in on the fly there. Yeah. We're free-forming. So, y'all know how the show works by now, and if you don't, just go listen to an early episode. But not too early of an episode. As I always say, fuck the first date, okay? <laughs> the 
Ridiculous eight? Oh, gosh. Hateful eight. Egregious. It's the egregious eight. Um. Okay. Uh, first opinions of, of, of Punisher. Um, let's hand it off to our, our special guest, uh, Bubble Wheat. And then you can also take this time, introduce yourself. Uh, sure, yeah. I'm, I, I love the term amateur expert because I, I feel like that is exactly what I am. <laughs> uh, over at my site, whitesitesofmovienights.com, I've been reviewing superhero and comic book movies for the past like five years or so. And I've watched, uh, I'm coming up on 400 movies. Oh, wow. Uh, in my, so I've uh, run the gamut of these. And I wanted to jump in on this Punisher movie because it's one of those kind of guilty pleasures. It, I really enjoyed the Punisher. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters. And I still enjoy it. I actually own both versions on DVD, the... Uh, theatrical edition and the extended version. And I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Like, I'm not a huge comics guy, but I love seeing the comic characters on the big screen and the small screen. And I think I really enjoyed Thomas Jane, and uh, I just, I like the whole, like, kind of revenge plot. It kind of felt almost like a heist movie. Like how he kind of pulled all these, all these, uh, plans together, and they all kind of came together at the end, except he wasn't stealing something, he was killing everybody. (laughs) Those are the best heist films, (laughs) when they just go Hamlet, and everybody just fucking dies. So we'll popcorn it over to Ben. Popcorn Ben. Um, That's me. Uh, My birthday was yesterday. Oh, I I knew that. Happy birthday. Don't don't give me that look. (laughs) When's my birthday, Ben? Of... February 20th. Wow. That is, wow. That is amazing. Yeah. How did you do that? You're only six months away. Wow. <laughs> August. Lucky guess. August 20th. <laughs> no, oh. 24th. Well, shockingly close. <laughs> On your third guess? Yeah, I was le- I was less than six months off. Punisher 2004. Punisher 2004. Happy birthday. Um. You know this this movie I did not enjoy. <laughs> um, actually, I can't say that I didn't enjoy it because I've seen this before. Before this past week, I just completely forgot about it until the popsicle scene. It's one of those kinds of films, and I was like, "Oh, I've seen this scene before," and that definitely was part of a whole movie that I watched, but I had no idea it was Punisher. Mm. So. I guess that's my opinion on this movie. And now, like, two days after watching it, I can't tell you anything about what happened in the movie. It definitely is one of those kinds of just... Uh, all these scenes don't really seem to go together until you get closer to the end. They all Like, you all remember all the scenes separately. There's a scene where his family dies. Yeah. There's a popsicle scene. Uh, there's a definitely a big fight scene at the end where he shoots a bunch of people and some guy gets dragged in a parking lot. To the skull sign. There's there's a really cool stunt where like a propane tank explodes and then this dude catches on fire. Yes. It, that won an award for best stunt involving fire. <laughs> at like the film. At stunt. Burning Man. No, not Burning Man. <laughs> um at like some like some actual like award ceremony for stunt professionals. The Arson Academy. Like the stunties. Yeah. The, the stunties? I don't think you could say that word. <laughs> you, you absolutely can. You just have to understand, you know, the context it comes from. And it's not 
We're not disparaging the differently abled. I just can't remember what that awards show is called. Um, so, like, there's some cool moments in it, but mostly I totally I have no idea what this movie is actually about. Yeah, The Punisher. And would rather, eh, it's fine. Would you rather watch Warzone? Uh, no. This no. movie is better than Warzone. Oh, surprising. Yeah. What about the Dolph Lundgren run? Uh, have you seen? Have you guys seen that one yet? Mm, I have not. I own it. I have not seen it. <laughs> it's one of those films. I'd rather watch this than any of the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> Oof. Oof. It's better than Star Wars. You know, I'm going to throw a throw a call back into there. Is it better than Dread? It is not better than Dread. You know, it seems like every film has has been like that. Dread Dread is a is a dying Easter egg. Of of a callback, like Dread used to be, like I thought it was the worst thing ever, and then we got to the like mid two thousands, <laughs> and you just went, "Wow, and movies I said, are oh wow, bad. <laughs> like it gets worse, <laughs> it gets worse." So I would rather watch Dread than this. I would rather watch this than Attack of the Clones. Oof. So right. I'll take that. Gives you a pretty good idea of where it ranks. Popcorn Michael. Punisher 2004. This is one of the ones uh, that I actually did not rewatch right before the show. Okay, not one to do that. That's Skyler's job. <laughs> uh, but I have probably seen this film fifteen times in bits and pieces because it is always playing on FX on a weekend. Always. And you have only yourself to blame for watching <laughs> FX on the weekend. So FX is filled with Rudy, Punisher, and like Spider-Man 1. <laughs> um, and I, uh, as a kid, loved it. Because I was just like, oh yes, a, a superhero show on like basic TV. I used to think Daredevil was cool. Okay, gang? I liked that movie. <laughs> I wised up by Electra, but the 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 Punisher movie I really enjoyed because I thought it was just such a wonderful portrayal of like the silent Punisher. He's just this dude who kills people. What more do you need? They killed his entire family. We really don't even know need to know why, I guess. Oh, because he got one of the mob boss's sons killed in a drug sting. But what I want to bring to light is that the setting for this film is Tampa Bay, Florida. Is that weird to anyone? He didn't go back to New York, right? He was undercover in Tampa Bay. And then he was no longer undercover. And he's still operating out of Tampa Bay. And she's like, Are, is the mob big in Florida? Is there a lot of money going in in nursing home scams? And that entire ring? And Punisher was just having none of that? I guess. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. The very first uh, moment we see him in is he is a gangster. He's posing as a gangster, right? Doing a drug deal uh, with whatever accent that was, Thomas Jane. And he's wearing sandals. And I'm like, that's how, that's how drug dealers do it. <laughs> they get on their flip-flops and say, I'm going to make a deal. <laughs> I can't say I've ever met a drug dealer who has done that. <laughs> But needless to say, when it came down to all the action scenes and all the fighting, I still kind of enjoy this film. And I don't fully understand why it gets a bad rap. 
because I I I think it's still a well well put together film, a solid like five point five out of ten. Because it's not it's not deep by any means, but the acting isn't horrible. Outside of some of the tenets are a bit too caricaturish for my tastes. Uh, but I think Thomas Chain Thomas Jane Thomas Chains Thomas Two Chains uh, really holds himself <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> Thomas Allison Chains uh, really holds himself together. Thomas Painkiller Jane really holds himself together uh, for this role. So let's uh, let's move on to money. <laughs> I I don't have I don't have I don't have Skyward to bounce that off of this time. Well, I, I can I can I can read the numbers. Read some numbers for me. Uh, four, eight, fifteen. Oh, sixteen. Oh, twenty three. Thirty. Shit, what's the next one? Four. No, I, I thought you were going... Four, eight, 15, 16, 23, 42. 42. That, those are the lost numbers? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, unrelated to that is how much money it took to make this movie, which was $33 million. Close enough. Oh, that's pittance as that's, well. That's pretty cheap. <laughs> For mid-2000s even? What would you make with $33 million? I feel as if Fight Club was made on a more expensive budget. It it actually was. I was at Trivia, and f- how what was the bite of Fight Club was? Um, well, the gross of Fight Club was $100 million, right? That's the worldwide gross. The budget was probably like 50 It was like $60 million. Yeah. It's, it took twice as much money to make Fight Club, which didn't involve any, like, giant stunts. Not really. They had to pay Brad Pitt. Oh, they had to pay Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Edward Norton. Oh, okay. That's why it would cost more. Okay. Because, I mean, like, Thomas Jane isn't exactly a household name. And John Travolta, I guess you can probably get on a budget past 1985. Yeah. Uh, Domestic gross of this film, $33.8 million. Make that money back in the U.S. But as we know, production budget doesn't really cover the full scope of a budget. Uh, Foreign gross, $20.8 million. So... With a total worldwide gross of $54.7 million, you don't have the most positive outing of a film, and especially one based on a comic book character after Spider-Man and X-Men, but before Elektra and Catwoman. Before Catwoman. Before it gets really bad. Yeah, before it really dips into the valley. Uh, And then they were supposed to come out with a sequel for this called Welcome Back, Frank, but then the main director and the Thomas Jane didn't, they left the project. So we got Punisher Warzone, which I like that one a bit more just because it's it's fully kooky crazy. You can just get into it more. The Punisher 2004 is a bit boring at times, whereas Warzone, it's just, it's really high adrenaline. It's not the best high adrenaline. This is a regular Trisket. <laughs> Punisher Warzone is the oven roasted tomato, basil. Yeah, oven roasted tomato and basil Trisket. Yeah, and you and you put some extra. It's more black interesting, pepper. but it's way grosser. <laughs> so much worse. I'm so glad you were able to come out with a food analogy on this one. It's my job, right? It is your job. It's what I pay you for. Punisher just doesn't do well at the box office ever. <laughs> no, but it never does. But they, they've made three movies. That's what's so stunning, is that they've made three films, and they've all tanked. All of them. They keep, and they're going to make another show. Is that going to tank? 
Wow, we would never know. People are going to keep buying the shirts, though. People buy those shirts like crazy. It's the merch. It is. I don't know. As a kid, I loved the idea of a skull shirt. Okay, I was I was a doofus. Now, now, like a skull shirt is really freaking lame because we're adults. Okay, <laughs> let's let's be real. Unless unless it's like a workout shirt, I guess you could get away with that. I think if you like wore it as a dry weave to the gym. What is a dry weave? A a dry weave shirt? Isn't that what those those are called? I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, but can you help me out here? Have you heard of this? Uh, it sounds kind of familiar, but uh, I'm, I'm not exactly a gym person. Uh, I think it's like the it's supposed to help uh, wick off sweat to help keep you cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not water absorbent shirt. It's called a dry weave. We can we can derail a second just so that. Ben looks like a moron. Okay, well, I googled dry weave. Yeah, I'm not talking to you, Google. Um, and the the first result is a YouTube video titled "How to Bring Your Frizzy Weave Back to Life." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I, I must be thinking of something completely different. Okay, uh, what are soccer jerseys made of? Okay, okay, Google. Ah, oh, damn. What it. are soccer jerseys made of? Ah, uh. this is nice because I don't have to type. Polyester. Po- yeah, it's like a fully polyester, but it's like kind of known as dry weave. I feel as if it has to. Hmm. <sighs> nice try. Fine, fuck it. We're moving on. People buy those shirts, okay? That's why the Punisher is so popular, and I will stick to that. It's, it's the merchant licensing. It. I will stick to the that's why we continue to get Punisher shit. Okay, it's not because people know who he is. It's not because people know his backstory or like are like treat Punisher like their favorite superhero because the guy's a maniac. Everybody in the Marvel universe even fully recognizes that the Punisher is a maniac. But it's the idea that like as a kid, a shirt with a skull on it is pretty damn cool. And that idea might not leave you by the time you turn 16. So some people might still be buying that shirt, but they buy them in droves. All right, moving on. Comic books. Rant over. <laughs> Spacker Dave, okay? We only have uh, 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 like four characters that appeared in this film that we're going to talk about. The, this is not the Punisher's uh, debut as a comic book character. It is indeed his second outing. Um his first outing being in 1989, Dolph Lundgren, Bubba mentioned earlier. We do have some new characters that have shown up, such as his roommates, uh, which all premiered in a comic book from Punisher Volume 5 called Welcome Back, Frank, in the two th- early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. It's really weird because it's kind of like Punisher Volume 4 and 5, um, both, all by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon. Ennis? Ennis? I forget. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can tell you which one I want you to keep calling it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all the saints are made up. All right, they're not. They're not comic book characters. And so we've got his three roommates, which include Specker Dave, one of Frank's neighbor when he reestablishes himself in New York City. Specker doesn't do much but chill on the front stoop. He does, however, recognize that his neighbor is in fact the Punisher much to Castle's disdain. When some mobsters come sniffing around and find out Spacker knows something, they torture him, pull out his piercings, and carve up his face. 
similar to the film scene, which was very painful to watch, I must say. Good job. Uh, But Dave's story doesn't end there. We do go farther. He returns founding a club slash cult called the Spackers, who have bandaged faces similar to his and are obsessed with superhero watching. He meets several big names like Wolverine and Daredevil, but when he met the Hulk, Big Green trampled on him, making Dave quadriplegic. All of these characters sort of go off on weird tangents because they just—they're sane until like where the movie like stops their progression, right? And then then they go farther, <laughs> and it gets weird. So the next character, Nathaniel Bumpo, the big giant roommate slash neighbor neighbor not roommates sorry uh in the comics he is wildly obese requiring assistance to even get through his front door another one of castle's colorful neighbors his big diversion from the movie is that when the rushers the russian shows up at the complex to wreak havoc punisher uses bumpo to actually smother the would-be assassin for 30 minutes <laughs> I got a through the phone laugh. It's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I I just made a face. Yes. Oh, that's Bumpo. And finally, we have Joan, uh, played by Rebecca Romaine. By the way, yeah, two X Men in this film: Rebecca Romaine and Ben Foster, uh, Angel yeah. and Mystique. Would you believe it? I might. They're all Marvel characters. Yeah, but different studios. Yes, because this was. Uh, this was, I believe, a Fox-owned character, but, like, Lionsgate produced. Yes, Lionsgate, yeah. Yeah. So, Joan, the quiet and kind, timid character we see in the film, Joan's passion was to move to the countryside because the city life was too much for her, yet she claimed she didn't have the money to do so. Excuse me? In the comic book, by the way, they are in New York City. Are you telling me that there exists real estate more expensive than an apartment in New York City? Well, you got to get that down payment. If you want to buy a thing of farmland. I don't you you don't she never said she wanted to move on and like work on a farm. She just didn't want to be in the city. Oh, then you just get an apartment in not New York City. Yeah. And it's what? almost guaranteed to be cheaper. Yeah, what the hell? Joan, that's bullshit. <laughs> she eventually did move out there. And had one more run-in with the Punisher in which she, like, healed his wounds. But it's, it's, that's such a, you're, you're, that's a bullcrap excuse. That's psychological at that point. Come on. It's too expensive. No, it isn't. You clearly haven't done your research. Because you would know that anything in New York, unless she got an apartment, like, she still has, like, her grandmother's apartment, which has rent freeze from, like, the 1950s. You know what I mean? Hmm. You ever yeah. heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, rent never went up because that's like a New York law. You can't raise rent on current tenants. Something like that. And that brings us finally to the Russian. Uh, similar to in the movie again, the beefy badass with a murder rap, uh, a sleeve long, is contracted by the mafia to kill the Punisher. He goofs and is incapacitated. Of course, as I alluded to earlier, snuffed. Funny part comes after, when he is resurrected by an evil scientist using stolen shield technology, turning him into a cyborg. Pretty typical of, you know, the evil return. That always happens. Side effects 
of this cyborg resurrection include causing him to grow breasts, causing him to adore those breasts, experiencing a form of menstruation, and enjoying wearing women's clothing, including dresses and heels. So I guess the first transvestite villain ever? If he has breasts and goes through menstruation, he'd be transsexual? Transgender? I get mixed up on the terminology. There's, if we're trying to be politically correct here, because we don't want to alienate our, any of our fans. Yeah. Because yep. we have so few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say he is a mid-op transgender. Because okay. he has breasts. Tran- yeah, transitioning. Still, yeah. I, yeah, I still has a, a wee-wee. <laughs> don't ever <laughs> call it that. Does not have a VV. Don't <laughs> call it that. Good God. Uh, why not? Clearly there's a reason I'm single. You, uh, you can call... Okay. <laughs> the proper terminology is PP. Oh, I'm sorry. PP and VV. PP sure, and I'll v- allow it. VJJ. No, don't call that. No, VJJ. Sorry, you're just giving me weird looks. Okay. Uh, that's all I have on comic book characters, okay? Ugh. Go read Welcome Back, Frank, if you want to see how these characters that were in this film were originated from. Uh, yeah, I, I do know a couple couple things that I read about from the comics. I know that Harry Heck uh, is a character in the comics, but he's nothing like in the movie. Like, he doesn't have a, a guitar in the comics at all. He's just like a regular, just a typical hitman. Uh-huh. And the popsicle scene is almost verbatim taken from an issue of the comic. Speaking of the popsicle scene, Ooh. we're transitioning past music and straight into a sick segue into science. Into science. Speaking of that popsicle scene, which is my favorite scene in the movie because it's the only one that stuck with me. <laughs> After I saw the movie for the first time, sometime in high school, I'm guessing. It's interesting, right? You know, uh, psychological torture via popsicle and blowtorch. Mm-hmm. And a sizzle. He had steak, a, right? A fajitas. He, he had fajitas? No, it was just a steak, but... <laughs> when you get, like, you get fajitas and they sizzle? Yes. And then everyone wants fajitas? Oh, yes. I've, I feel as if burnt skin doesn't smell nice, but, no. like, a sizzling steak would smell pretty pretty rich. It depends on what you season it with. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Oh, True. You just got to hit it with some, uh, like, fingernails. Oh, stop. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we we all know the scene, all right? But just to reiterate, sizzles the steak with a blowtorch, pops the guy in the back with a popsicle. The dude never sees the fact that he's not getting blowtorched, but he's told that he is, and he's like, you know, some burns actually feel really cold when they're super intense. Boop, and he hits him with the popsicle, and he's like, oh, God, I'm dying. Is yeah. that legitimate? So... We, let's have a little bit, uh, an, an, a discussion of anatomy. Okay. So your skin has three layers. The epidermis, which is the very outside layer. Mm-hmm. The, the part that you have to wash every night because you're gross. You, I am Michael, gross. Um, Ooh. You, you don't even know, gang. And, oh. uh, and beneath that. It gets real crusty under the folds. Don't. <laughs> you brought it up. I did bring it up. I'm sorry. Um, but underneath the epidermis is the dermis, which is like a layer that's underneath. And then beneath that <laughs> is a layer of fat. And so you know the classification of burns, first degree, second degree, third degree? 
I don't know what they entitle, but I do know that yes, you've those, heard those are classifications. So there's different ways of classifying burns, and what actually is is how which layer it affects. Oh. So a first degree burn primarily affects the epidermis. It's just superficial, the, very superficial on the surface. It's like a sunburn. You know, if you accidentally brush a stove real quickly. Ah. Um, and then second degree burn goes down to the dermis. So um, those are a bit more intense. They tend to blister. They are very painful. And then if you burn, if the burn goes all the way down to that layer of fat, that's the third degree burn. And one of the one of the symptoms, actually, that distinguishes a third degree from a second degree burn is that it destroys the nerve endings. Oh. So if you get a third degree burn, a lot of the time it'll actually feel numb. Oh. So when he said, you know, some burns are so intense they feel cold, there's kind of something to that. You know, where if you get a third degree burn, where that burn actually happens, you're not going to feel much. Around it, it's going to be extremely painful. Oh. <laughs> but, but the burn itself oftentimes feels numb. Oh, okay. Now, if a burn, like, reaches the bone, is that not a fourth degree? Since I mean, we're going past nerves, yeah, so I guess it doesn't matter. That's a, that's a hell of a burn. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, okay, and so burns are then the opposite in degrees of extremities to murder. Yeah. Because a first degree, first degree murder is, is the worst. It's the most serious kind, yeah. Yes. And then third third degree murder is like, ah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, yeah, he killed him, but it wasn't I mean, it was like it was he like wasn't a, planning on it. Yeah, like the dude walked in front of him at at a stop at a stop stoplight when he had a green sign. Sure. And then you yeah, it's just a casual murder. Yeah, yeah, it's very casual. Just like, you know, yeah, may as well right now. It's a Sunday afternoon murder. Sure. <laughs> That's actually probably, that else, <laughs> it's probably the, the name of a of a Lifetime movie. Sunday afternoon murder. Boom. <laughs> Starring Kathy Bates. I'd watch it. <laughs> and Christina Ritchie. Uh, I'd rather watch Punisher 2004. Oh, damn. Whatever movie you're describing. Than anything on yeah. Lifetime at all. Yeah. Those murder mysteries, though. I'd rather watch anything on FX than anything on Lifetime. Oh, definitely. Oh. Yeah. Please. I am, after all, a male. <laughs> uh, so. Do you I, have no other science that, topics? When I was, when I was re-watching this movie, I was like, ooh, I can talk about that. But nothing real, nothing else really jumped out at me as something that would be a good topic. Uh, let me just spitball. There's the scene where uh, he shoves a knife under the chin up to the mouth. Okay, that's a thing, of that course. Would, yeah, you would see that. I don't think you could. Act, it would take a lot of intricacy to like make a fire in the shape of a skull off of car explosions. <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> that yeah, that would that would take some very talented pyrotechnical work. Also, it would like, probably go wrong if you like just like get a gust of air. <laughs> also, like, when did he have time to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's really that's a lot of stuff. Although I will say that like humans are really good at recognizing faces, even when there's not a face there to be recognized. So if you're if you're in a room, look at your electrical outlet right now. Yeah, I see it. Like it kind of looks like a face, right? Sure. 
He's yep. He's yeah. looking at it, <laughs> and and that that's a phenomenon called uh, I think it's called periodolia, periodolia, something like that. Um, <laughs> We're digging into to Ben's knowledge realm right now, <laughs> and and so seeing faces in fire and explosions is something that happens. Oh, so, so like just exaggerating. It. There's like. Um, they're like, you'll see sometimes like pictures floating around grandma's Facebook <laughs> of like some like natural disaster or like a bombing somewhere. And they're like, Oh look, it's, it's a face. Like, Oh, you can see a skull in the explosion. Like Jesus on a sandwich, Jesus on a sandwich, you know, Satan's face in a, in a bombing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> a skull in a car explosion. Yeah, exactly. Same difference. Okay. We'll wrap up the the signs yeah. right there then, because so. obviously you didn't do any work. So I, I I learned my skin anatomy. You did. I learned the distinguishments between different kinds of burns, mm-hmm. and I knew the word periodolia. I I am impressed. I'm just this digging around best, with you. This is one of the best science segments I've ever had. I would not ever had. No, better okay. than a lot though. <laughs> better than some. It's it's in the third quartile. 50 to 75 percent i'll put it right there that's a good spot bubba yeah hey there he is it's time for your segment man we're doing like a little fun facts i take it you gave me some great uh talk i was just like i said hey what are you gonna talk about and you like listed off some things and i in my head i just went that's perfect he's already doing like seven times more work than normal guests do i love it so please lay it on me you were going to talk about like dirty laundry and 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 the unrated version Right, yeah. So there, there is the unrated version that uh, that they include a bunch of deleted scenes, and they also include this uh, this opening sequence, which they didn't end up filming because it was going to be too expensive. It was like this uh, hostage situation in um, possibly Afghanistan or some other Middle Eastern country, and it was him and uh, Sergeant Weeks. And it involved them. One of the two was going to save the life of a hostage, but the other one wanted to kill him. Mm. And so, uh, I think the Thomas Jane Frank Castle he won out, and they didn't kill him. But then he ended up getting to a bomb and like exploded and killed their superior officer. And uh, but him and Sergeant Weeks escaped. And then there's a whole bunch of scenes, like I think five scenes, where they go back to the fact that Sergeant Weeks, and he's like the black guy. Oh. He kind of just, he just has like a little bit in, in the uh, FBI sting operation right after that. Oh. And he's actually the, the person that, that the Saints get to give up Frank Castle's name. Yeah. So How he's did... the one that, that wraps him out, basically. Yeah. Was that implied Frank in the normal film? Who ratted him out? Um, no, it's it's pretty much like after after that opening or after that scene, like with the retirement party, he's pretty much gone. <laughs> yeah, Sergeant Weeden's gone. I'm yeah. I do I do think I remember seeing that deleted scene though, of just like Howard Saint visiting Sergeant Weeden, be like, yeah, you know that we've got like your family on wrap, so you're gonna need to tell me who murdered my son, uh, or else I'm going to kill your entire family. Right, and, and it, like, involved, he has, like, he would gamble at uh, at the Saints Casino or at the Cubans Casino, I think, because I think the Cubans get an extra scene, too. 
Mm. Um, and because he's in this gambling debt, and like every time that Frank goes to him, he seems to be like a little worse for wear. Like he's, I think they have a couple things at his house, and people keep like repossessing his stuff because he's in so much debt from his gambling losses. Now, let me ask you this: in uh, in the scene where Howard Saint turns to his son. And he's like, hey, can you kill Frank? And his son, who has a very sexy lady draped over him, the son is not wearing a shirt, and he goes, Dad, it's Wednesday. Like, that's supposed to mean something? Uh, And then he walks into his bedroom with this sexy lady. Is there a deleted scene where it is established that Wednesday is definitely sexy time day? (laughs) I think you're confusing it a little bit because he asked, I think the scene that you're talking about, he asked uh, his son where his mother is, and his son says it's Thursday because they established that every Thursday she goes to the movies. Ah, I thought I totally oh. thought. Oh, you did you think the same thing? Okay, that scene makes more sense now because <laughs> I totally thought like he was just dismissing his dad. Like, Dad, I don't know. It's Thursday. All I Come care on. about is getting late. Come on, Dad. I'm I'm banging. <laughs> I don't have time to run your errands. <laughs> I don't have to keep track of mom. I got my own shit. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> oh, that's what I was hoping there would be a deleted scene for. Um, but <laughs> okay. Uh, un- so, is it much more brutal in the unrated version? Is there like more blood and stuff than I would assume it gets shown on FX? No, not really. Oh. I don't really remember any major differences between, like, any extra blood. I've only seen the unrated cut one time. Mm. And I think I watched it, like, early this year. But uh, I didn't really care for the, the extra scenes with Sergeant Week because it, it's like he, he does some, like, kind of investigation, kind of, where he, like, asks him a few questions. And then at the very end, he, like, they have, like, this showdown where... Sergeant Weeks like tries to kill him, but the the gun that the Punisher left for him was empty. But then he went and gave gives him a single bullet and basically convinces him to kill himself. It's messed up. Hmm. But it, it seemed like a, a greater punishment than than it needed to be for what he did. Like, yeah, it was bad, but he didn't know that 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 him giving up that information was going to result in, in the death of <laughs> Frank Castle's higher extended in family. Yeah, okay, yeah. In the comic books, by the way, in case you do not know, just his, like, wife and kid, um, I, they flip it between, like, having two kids, one kid, boy or girl, uh, dependent on the origin story. Only they die, because they witnessed a mafia killing in, like, the park. <laughs> But in the movie, they kill everyone. 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 Yes. Gary Oldman's everyone. Okay. Talk to me about Dirty Laundry. Because I have seen Dirty Laundry probably the same amount of times I have seen this Punisher film. Because I love it so much. Yeah, so Dirty Laundry came out like several years after that. uh, It was produced by a guy named uh, Abby Shankar. He, he was actually the producer on Dread as well, one, or one of the executive producers, I think. Hell yeah. And this, this was like the first in what he is now calling like the, the bootleg universe 
where he does like basically these really well produced uh, Hollywood level fan films, basically, where he's done uh, Punisher, and then like the next year later he did Truth in Journalism, which is a Venom, and then he did a uh, an animated Dread web series uh, called Super Fiend. Awesome, but uh, Dirty Laundry. It was something that he premiered at Comic-Con, and it was like this big surprise uh, screening, and um, it, it kind of blew up and became this big this big sensation. And I always find it interesting because I've, I've looked at a lot of fan films as well, because I used to do a, a feature on my site where I would look at a, a fan film and I would like do a mini-interview with uh, somebody behind it. Uh, and ask him some questions, and and actually one of the the first few that I did was Dirty Laundry, Ooh. and uh, I was able to talk to Thomas Jane about it. What? <laughs> like in person or over the phone? Over the phone. Oh, still though. But still. But still, you talked to Thomas Jane. Yeah, and and he was he was really cool about it too because he was. Like, after this movie, he became, like, a big comic book fan himself, and he runs uh, Raw Studios, I believe, which is, like, a a small indie comic book company. And uh, so he was also a producer on Dirty Laundry, and it's just this this great little short. um, And whenever they first put it up on YouTube, it was just called Dirty Laundry, and you had to, like, watch it, and then, or you had to kind of know that it was a Punisher film. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And then, like... After after it was out for a while, then they added uh, Punisher in the title, and the, like if you were watching it, you don't really know for sure other than it's Thomas Jane is the the lead, and then he has a line about punishment, and then he tosses the uh, uh, like the Mean Joe Green Coke commercial, <laughs> the shirt, uh, yeah, the shirt at the end with the bullet holes in it. <laughs> Uh, yes, Dirty Laundry is so good. It's just like a 10-minute movie about Thomas Jane uh, returning as the Punisher, and it looks like he's retiring as, like, this sort of, um, this, like, gang crime happens right across the street from where he's doing laundry. Okay, and then, uh, he goes into the, the drugstore next to the the laundromat and has a nice, real deep conversation with Ron Perlman, and who is the owner of the drugstore, buys a Jack Daniels and goes back outside to beat the living ass out of some people who are not so nice. But it's just a spectacularly put together piece of work. And basically, yeah, the, and the violence in it is brutal too. It's yes. Like got a lot of the, the digital blood sprays and like some bones sticking out of a broken arm. Yes, very much. The question was, does this mean we're getting another Punisher film with Thomas Jane? Because I do believe this came out after Warzone, correct? Yeah, it did come out after Warzone, but I don't think anything really came of it. I mean, especially now that Marvel Studios has the right Punisher character and they're they're moving forward with John Berenthal in the Netflix series. Yes, but I was just uh, just wondering, did like you ever bring that up in your conversation with him? Like, does this mean anything, or was this just a fun side project because he loved playing that character? Yeah, it, it was just a fun thing for him to do. Like, he would have loved to, have, like, especially at the time, he would have loved to have come back as the character. But since they didn't really have the right to anything, 
it was just something that they were doing on their own. And I guess it, it was high enough profile and, and well enough done, done well enough that Marvel didn't like try to go after them to to shut it down. Um, <laughs> be oh yeah, the the other one that he did, he also did a, a Punisher or not Punisher Power Rangers short film. That oh was yeah, it had James Vanderbeek. Like yeah. it was a really ultra serious one, and that one they actually did uh, get a takedown notice from Saban, but then they ended up working it out, and all they had to do was they had to add a disclaimer at the beginning saying that it was. Uh, completely unauthorized and had nothing to do with Saban. Well, because that's when the rumors of we're getting another Power Rangers movie was coming out, and people thought, oh, is it starring James Vanderbeek and Katie Sackhoff? Because that would be amazing. And then, like Saban had to turn around and say, no, we're not, we're not doing that at all. We have, we have singing in the shower girl Becky G plays the Yellow Ranger, and I'm like, another pop star turned actress. Way to go, I guess. Yes, well done. Okay, moving on. And one other fun fact that, yes. that I noticed in this in this watching that I, I thought was kind of weird, and surprisingly, it's not like in the IMDb trivia section anywhere. But he has like the in the movie he has the one line like uh, I get upset when the Yankees win a World Series was one of the lines, and, and I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing that that's an inside joke because, like, the comics Frank Castle is from New York, and yet this one in Tampa. <laughs> and um, and I noticed it especially afterwards, like after noticing that joke or or that line, watching it this time, and then I watched Dirty Laundry, and in Dirty Laundry he's wearing a Yankees hat. Oh, so who he gets upset when the Yankees win the World Series? Yeah, like whenever. I forget exactly when it happened, but like he's talking about uh, him being upset about his whole family being dead. Uh huh. Like uh, I think whenever he's talking to the cop, and he's like, "I get upset when my dirt my my shirt gets stained." I get oh upset yeah. When the Yankees win the World Series, I get upset when something other minor. Okay. This is whole next level. <laughs> yeah, my whole family's dead. Upset. I understand you're upset, Frank. Upset. Upset. That's your choice of word here, punk ass. I'm about to go punish her on you. It's no way you can't you can't use punish as a verb because it just starts sounding weird, right? A little, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Ben's getting bit. Ben's uh, getting tired. It's a Saturday. I know. I, I was I've been up since uh, about five thirty. Oh, why? I had I had Saturday class in Edina. Uh. Oh, I'm Which so sorry. Started at eight. I was there by eight because it started at eight thirty. Yeah, Edina is about an hour drive and from Mankato. Hour, hour twenty. Hour twenty. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Sorry, Bubba. Any other <clears throat> uh, fun fact topics? Because right now you're killing it. No, I, I think that's about. All I got between the differences and, and dirty laundry. Yeah. The, the only other thing was like I, I think my favorite death. Was the that you mentioned like the knife going through the mouth where he can see it? Yeah, that's brutal. Uh, open the, that was pretty awesome. I remember as a kid getting kind of freaked out by that. I was like, "Whoa, that's a bit too visual." Because I'm like, I know even as I had a basic understanding of human anatomy to know that that wouldn't instantly kill you. Mm, yeah, and, and this funny. was like 
this is also the first R-rated, uh, like, superhero comic book movie since Blade. Since Blade. Yeah, because it was 1989. Well, I think that one was rated R, too, wasn't it? Was it was the Dolph Lundgren one rated R? I, I believe it was rated R, or I don't... I think it might not have been rated because it never was released theatrically in the U.S. Oh, that's true. Like, it had a small run in Australia, and then, like, ten years later, it came out on home video in the U.S. <laughs> oh, Punisher. What a great character. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> small drinking game rules, if you got any. Spin them out now. Drink for every brutal death. Well, uh, obviously. obviously. Drink whenever you're those neighbors do anything that you had like a weird old roommate do that you're like, Oh gosh, he sings in Italian too. Oh, that reminds me of Jekko from 2000 when mm. I was in college. He's cooking pasta and eating pizza at the same time. Okay. <laughs> I've been that weird roommate. <laughs> hey mumbo. I'll just like make, I'll be making Korean barbecue and then have leftover Chinese food. That I'm eating at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh drink when you've got to um realize how elaborate that planting of the earring in the bed had to have been right because no way howard saying was the next person to go into that bed mm. also how do you not know that your right hand man g- guy is gay how does that not come up in conversation i don't know if you've hung out with it i guess and he's so open about it too, right? It'd be one thing if it was just a closeted, but that dude was like, he was when he said, "Are you sleeping with my wife?" No, I'm gay. How do you not get this? <laughs> We've been best friends for like twenty years. Why would I suddenly be an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> take a nice, take a nice long drink when <laughs> he tosses her over the train tracks, and you realize Howard Saint looked up the train schedule before taking his wife out over to the bridge because he had to have timed that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Trains don't... Uh, they does, run on a schedule, but you have to know the schedule. And he, he, he does it without looking. <laughs> he'd, have, he'd have had to go like go there the day before and been like, okay, 2 o'clock. Like, exactly. <laughs> 2 o'clock. One thing, one thing that didn't annoy me was like after I watched the movie and, and Dirty Laundry, like after Dirty Laundry, the... The related video was the CinemaSins episode on The Punisher. I watched that, and I shouldn't have. It does. He Okay. He does end up ru- like ruining films you like. It's so... He I don't, he doesn't mean it. And he he says, oh, even I enjoy films. But when you watch those, you go, oh, you know, I liked this film. And suddenly, I don't as much. And I shouldn't have watched this video. <laughs> So, uh, that's fun. That's enough drinking game rules. We're going to wrap it up. We're, clum- we're coming in at an hour, and I'm going to have to shave a good eight minutes out of this show. So, this will be fun to do tomorrow. Uh, looks like it's going to wrap it up today, super fans. Super Movie Studies is recorded and produced by Tribe Cop Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to hit us up on our iTunes page. While you're there, you can rate, give us five stars, you can subscribe. So you don't miss an episode. New episodes every Monday. Every Monday. Every Monday. Last week was Creep Show. Uh, next week we should be doing Unbreakable. Ooh. With special guest with Nick Harvey. Special guest Nick Harvey. All right. 
Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, that's how you get uh, in contact. You could follow us and see what Twitter Tom posts for us via. We'll have him on in at least less than four weeks. I mean, we have to at this point. Um, that is at Super M Studies. Super, the letter M, Studies. Follow us there. That's how you contact us. That's how we got uh, in contact with Bubba Wee here. This beautiful, beautiful man who has graced us with his presence. And now is your perfect time to plug and plug and plug your site, which we love. Sure, yeah. My site is lifetightthemovienights.com. And I am going through and trying to review every single superhero and comic book movie ever made. I'm uh, about almost 400 movies in, and I still surprisingly have a lot to go. I've covered pretty much all the major ones except for a handful. So anything that you've heard about, I've covered. So now it's pretty much just the new releases and the really obscure ones that you probably didn't even know was based on a comic book. There's Um, 400 that you've gone through? Yeah. Give me the most obscure thing that barely counts. I, I know there's one that I'm planning on doing before too long. It, it actually kind of came up in the news recently, or not the news, but uh, there was a, a Full Moon Features film that was called Dr. Mordred, because for a little while they had the rights to Dr. Strange, and they were started making this movie, but then they lost the right, but they made the movie anyway. They just had to change just enough so that it, it wouldn't be thought of as a Doctor Strange movie, and they called it Doctor Mordred. 400 films. And, uh, so I'm guessing you're counting the animated films. Yeah, and, and the animated films are huge. Like, this was The Punisher with the Lionsgate feature, and Marvel made, like, a dozen animated films with uh, Lionsgate animation as well. And DC films, they, they put out, like, six animated movies a year now. <laughs> They come at least three. <laughs> well, they, they have like the three major DC ones, but they also have the Lego DC movies. Oh, yeah. And right now they also have the Batman Unlimited movies, which oh. are like based off the toy series. Yeah, I remember seeing those. And they have uh, DC Superhero Girls now. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That's right. DC Nation is kind of becoming coming back. Uh, still waiting for Young Justice Season 3, though. Waiting for you to make the good stuff again. Oh man! There's also like a there's a lot of foreign stuff too. Like there's I've watched a couple of those like uh, Turkish um, knockoff, like the the Turkish. uh, It was Captain America and the the wrestler Santo uh, (laughs) fighting against Spider Man. What? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds actually really good. We will have to watch that one soon. We'll have to. We're still we're still working through the big stuff. We're just going back in time, and as you can tell, we've only made it about ten years. It's been a long ten years. It's been a long ten years of film, uh, and we skipped a few things too. There's a lot of stuff out there if you really start digging, and there there's a ton of movies that are like based on graphic novels that, that you might not know or graphic novels. Like I, I think one of the biggest ones that I think comic book fans know, but regular movie goers might not as like Road to Perdition uh, yeah. Ghost World Art School Confidential American Splendor the 
the off-print movies that people just don't know are based on comic books. Even see, see, the thing is, I read Oblivion is based on a comic book, but that comic book never got published, right? So yeah. that's BS. <laughs> that one doesn't really count. It doesn't really count. Okay. Uh, any other things you want to say about your side bubble week? Because man, that's very interesting. Four hundred. Um, and, and then I also do my own podcast. It's called Film Wise, and that's W H Y S. And uh, I talk about not just comic book films, but I also have a guest each week, and they introduce me to like a, a kind of a classic or a modern classic film, something that they can't believe that I've never seen before. Uh-huh. And then the the comic book or superhero movie that we also talk about is something that they've never seen before. Oh. And like the episode that's coming out, uh, the the same day that this comes out, I had a guest, and we talked about Children of Men and Mystery Men. <laughs> okay. I don't think those two things go together. <laughs> those are very, very different films. <laughs> very, very different. Oh, I'm interested. Yeah, and, I'm and, and if you're on Twitter, the best way to find me is just to go straight to at Week. B-U-B-B-A-W-H-E-A-T. Yep. All right. With the, with the at symbol in front of it. With the at of Oh, well. Otherwise, I'm, it's not going to work. Because apparently people don't know how to use Twitter anymore. <laughs> That's going to do it today. I'm your host, Michael Maurer. I'm Ben Anderson. And I'm Bubble Week. Yes. Thank you. And have a super week. Bye. Bye.